0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nintendo Week for the end of week of June 3rd to June 9th. I am your host, Colin McIsaac, and as always, I'm joined by Alex Plant.
1: Does this podcast
0: count as weekly DLC? And Ben LeMoureux. It's definitely not on disc. (laughs) This week, as always, we're breaking down the news for you, and after the break, we are going to cover our predictions for Nintendo's whole plethora of E3 plans. Recent news in the last several episodes has proven that we are masters at predicting what Nintendo is doing, so we figured why not give you something that will just completely destroy that record. Or not. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Um, but uh, this week we'll open the week with some news about Splatoon, of which there was actually quite a lot. So, first, Splatoon topped the Japanese sales charts, beating out the second-place game by more than tripling its sales numbers, and more than doubled Wii U's hardware sales. It sold through 97% of its initial shipment, which is one of the highest sell-through rates in recent history. Although, granted, a lot of games do ship in higher quantities, so take that into account. Likewise, the Splatoon amiibo sold over 90% of their initial shipment at 106,000 units sold. So, all signs point to Splatoon being a runaway hit in Japan, which is great news for a new IP.
1: It's also great news for Japan, which has been suffering some of its weakest months ever in terms, or weeks even weakest weeks ever, in terms of uh, software and hardware sales.
2: Yeah, yeah, just one or two weeks ago was actually the the worst week for the Japanese market since 2001. So, it's it's definitely great to see Splatoon gaining so much traction in Japan. But I will say it's um it's a little bit optimistic to look at the gave the the boost that it gave Wii U's hardware sales is like. That big of a deal because it boosted them from 7,000 to 17,000, which is more than double, but that's <laughs> that's like abysmally low to just really, really low is basically yeah. what the jump was. Yeah. It wasn't enough to make it the top selling piece of hardware for the week. Yes, it
0: was, wasn't it? Uh,
2: no, combined no, 3D. combined 3DS sales. 3DS oh, Smiths. the
0: combined models. Oh, okay, because I was looking at the chart and I was okay. Right, for,
2: for a single model, it's number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Splatoon's producer, Hisashi Nogami, was recently interviewed by Nintendo Life, and he revealed some more information about the intent behind the game. First, he explains that they hope Splatoon appeals to all ages, and they think it can. I mean, the core of the game is just making one gigantic, colorful mess of everything, which is basically every child's fantasy. And then you've got the whole street fashion vibe, which is very much inspired by their teenage years. And of course, it's a competitive shooter and just a
2: ton of fun. Now, you guys have played a lot more of it than I have, but I I would say my guess is, from looking at the game, it's not something that's going to appeal to gamers of all ages. It comes off as a little kiddish, maybe, Mm -hmm. but that once you play the game, you see that it has value for anyone of any age. Yeah, I think that's a totally fair assessment.
1: I also wouldn't be surprised, however, if even though the game won't be picked up necessarily by the all-ages crowd, the primary players wind up being 20-somethings, uh, at least the players who play online a lot.
0: Yeah, uh, I wouldn't either. Um, that's kind of, I feel like, the nature of a lot of competitive games, um, especially something like this. I, it, there are so many strategies that can evolve here. Um, I feel like the people who are really going to pick it up and be the most dedicated is the sort of competitive community.
1: Yeah, I agree. Already, I've put, I put the game down for a few days because uh, of work last week, and I came back to Ranked Battle, and I was getting my butt handed to me left and right (laughs) so the the metagame is definitely i guess taking form and it's it's going to be ultra competitive i think
0: yeah i agree um and i'm looking forward to seeing where it goes uh from here you know what splatoon 2 and 3 and stuff because those are inevitably happening this game is too successful not to but yeah i'm really looking forward to seeing where it goes Nogami also explained why Splatoon's weapons and stages are being rolled out over time as opposed to coming out all at the start of the game. Uh, You may know by now that things like the inkbrush and the new stages all appear to be on-disc content that simply unlocks at a given time. So even though it's free, it still does seem to be on-disc DLC, so that has caused a bit of a controversy. Uh, But Nogami says... We put a lot of effort into every inch of the online stages, so by playing them over and over again, users can get a better feel for the terrain, giving the gameplay more breadth and depth. The characteristics of the weapons and strategies for using them vary with each weapon, and of course these will vary depending on the stage you use them in, and even what combination of equipment your teammates and opponents are using. And I personally will interject to say that all of that is absolutely 100% true. Uh, He continues... We want users to enjoy each and every single piece of content we've prepared, so rather than provide a lot at once, we're going to be adding them little at a time.
1: Yeah, I think that that's pretty accurate. Uh, since the inkbrush has come out, we've seen a lot of people trying to, trying the inkbrush out. A lot of them have even been getting pretty good with it to the point where mm-hmm. I am... I, I kind of you know facepalm a little when I see inkbrushes on the opponent, opponent's teams because I know they're just going to walk up to me and start swinging it like crazy.
0: <laughs> um,
1: and I don't think that each of the weapons would have their time in the sun had they not been gradually rolling them out. I think people would kind of pick what they're comfortable with to start and stick with that, at yeah. least more so than they are with this approach.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely true. That it, Ben? No comments? No, nah, nothing really That. Okay. I was expecting someone to have a voice of dissent about that plan, but okay, cool. Finally, he confirms something that we've had an inkling about for a while. No. The decision to exclude voice chat was made entirely uh, it was made early on in development and the whole two-color turf setup was designed specifically so that voice chat would not be necessary. So, just confirmation, really, of what we've been talking about on the show for a little while. We've written some pieces about amnesia, um. And finally, our last story about Splatoon. Japan is holding the first ever Splatfest this weekend. Now, what's a Splatfest? Um, it's similar to Smash Bros. Conquest mode in that it divides players into two groups and chooses a winner based on online statistics. But during each Splatfest, players will answer a question. For example, this weekend's is whether you prefer eating rice or bread for breakfast. And so if the collective players who answered Bread earn more points in online turf wars over the course of the Splatfest, then Bread wins. It's not really a big deal for the game, but it's fun. So let's hope they bring it to the West.
2: Um, they are going to bring it to the West. We got that they... Splatoon Messfest celebrity event, you know, to sort of promote the game well, in yeah, America. so Yeah,
0: that's really, really different, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting that they're trying to make a kind of make a build a community around it and make it this exciting thing where they have various oh, different yeah. events
1: and they've actually already announced they're bringing it to the west. I think the first Splatfest is going to be cats and dogs in the in the at least in the in the states. Oh, I know what I'm voting um, for.
0: It's a secret though.
1: Yeah, we won't get into that here. <laughs> um it reminds me of that old uh what was it called? The the poll up uh app Oh, on, oh, everybody on votes channel. Everybody votes. I loved that. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad that they're attaching it to something where the the votes actually have some kind of consequence beyond just tallying up your yeah. your statistics. Uh, yeah. Because I really like that too. Uh, it, it kept me kind of checking my my home menu rather than just jumping into games as soon as I yeah. turn on my console. And so it, I expect it'll be the same with with Splatoon, where I, I'm going to want to every time one comes up, I'm going to want to check
0: it out and maybe participate, but maybe just see what people pick.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: A new Harvest Moon game is coming to Wii U, inspired by the gameplay of the older games in the series. We haven't seen any footage or anything, but we do know that it's called Harvest Moon Seeds of Memories, and Natsume says it goes back to the series Roots for its gameplay. So if you like the classic Harvest Moon games, then this is something to keep an eye on. I think the name is kind of funny, given that they're
1: saying it goes back to the Roots. Yeah, I know, I like I wonder that. how much shameless uh, nostalgia
0: they're going to be throwing in there.
2: Probably a lot. Probably. There's a rumor
0: going around that GameStop will no longer accept pre-orders on future waves of Amiibo. It's not confirmed by GameStop, but it wouldn't be too surprising, considering that pre-orders for NES crashed the entire company's servers and left them unable to buy or sell things for that entire day, which, as a retailer, is kind of the worst possible thing that could ever happen. But, uh... Well,
1: I mean, you'd think the answer would be upgrade your servers. Or uh, be more consumer-friendly in the way you roll out pre-orders. But uh, but no, this works too. Um, I do do think the whole pre-order madness has has sort of been a catalyst for this Amiibo situation getting out of hand. Oh, yeah. I heard too that they're not going to allow people to order or to
2: to pick up more than one when they go in-store.
0: Yeah, well, they've um, already been doing that, actually. Yeah, that's um, that's, that's rule I'm okay with. I'm not three.
2: sure if uh, no longer accepting pre-orders will really make the situation any better for consumers, though. I mean, I know this is probably more a GameStop making a choice for the company rather than for the customer here, but right. I don't know. I don't know if this uh, situation's really going to help anything at all.
1: I mean, best case scenario, you have a larger glut of stock. Glut's probably the wrong word on release day, so that anybody who wants one has more. Uh, stock to to kind of fight over uh, as opposed to them having the pre-orders which sell out and then having maybe some on day one which sell out uh hopefully that that alleviates things a little bit where people aren't uh you know rushing to pre-order and then rushing to get them on the day they come out they can it's a little more relaxed but uh you know that just depends on how many how the supply is and we don't know anything about
0: that yet Right. Uh, Speaking of which, Disney Infinity's producer has called Nintendo's handling of the Amiibo shortages rude and irresponsible. Now, he wasn't that explicit in his attack, but he was asked specifically about Amiibo and he described a situation exactly like Amiibo's and then he called that situation rude and irresponsible. But I mean, at this point, we all pretty much just agree with him, yeah?
1: I mean, if you're going to advertise Amiibo as a selling point of your software and then make it difficult for... The consumers that you're advertising to To get at that value from that you get from Amiibos Then yeah, you're you're insulting your consumers By basically dangling something in front of them That they can't have
2: Well, and especially There's just a total lack of clarity to this situation With retailers blaming Nintendo And then Nintendo turning around and blaming the retailers When really, it's Nintendo's fault We all know it Yeah, everyone just kind of seems to throw their arms up in the air And say, you know, we can't do anything about it Sorry, it sucks But, you know, the buck kind of stops at Nintendo
1: But then you don't see these complaints with, I mean, not to this extent anyway, with with Skylanders or Disney Infinity, uh, which is probably why the Disney Infinity guys feel so comfortable giving themselves a a chin-up.
0: I don't know. Well, in slightly more positive Amiibo news, an Amiibo hacker on Reddit may have uncovered some of Nintendo's plans for future figurines. We'll spare you the how, as it involves a lot of complicated hex values, and it's just a mess to explain, but he basically found that Nintendo is planning, or at least is leaving the option open to, uh, to release the following. A new Rosalina Amiibo, two new Amiibo in the Mario series, me Fighters for the Smash Bros. series, every single Pokemon, all 720-whatever, and two more series that haven't yet been announced. Uh, additionally, he found that Zero Suit Samus and Dr. Mario will most likely work just like Samus and Mario, respectively, outside of Smash Bros.
1: So, I'm gonna speculate a little here. So, I think... The two new amiibo in the Mario series. And I think this will make you very happy, Colin. I think they might actually be Wario and Waluigi.
0: Oh, God, I would
1: I think, die of <laughs> happiness. I think you might, be, you might get your wish this year. Oh. Um, and I say that just because people have been really vocal about Waluigi uh, the last couple years. And they, it's been a while since we saw you know a traditional, or I shouldn't say traditional. It's been a, a while since we've seen a Waluigi game. game. Oh, yeah, well, I mean a Wario game. <laughs> <laughs> At the very yeah. least, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know, maybe Wario Brothers, or so I don't know. But... So
0: I think I'm gonna I'm gonna counter speculate, and I think that the Rosalina amiibo is definitely true, and the other two new Mario amiibo are gonna be Wario and Donkey Kong, because Rosalina, Wario, and Donkey Kong are the three other uh, boards that we see in Mario Party 10. And Mario Party 10 actually shows Mario Party series amiibo of those three characters, but we've heard nothing about actual physical real life amiibo for them. So I feel like that's what's going to happen is they're going to flesh out the series for Mario Party specifically. And I would love, I would love to see them expand it more after that. That'd be too bad. Yeah, it would be.
1: Especially since you'd think Donkey Kong would get his own line. With, yeah,
2: with this I, idea of amiibo for every single Pokemon, I'm thinking like a, a trading card amiibo game. Oh yeah, it's gotta be cards. I, mean, I imagine there'll be some of them that they make
0: figures of too, that'll function just like the cards. Yeah, a few of the more popular but yeah, ones. But I mean, I can't imagine, if they're gonna do all 721 of them, I mean, good god. Yeah. <laughs> As for Mii Fighters... What I really want them to do, and I will say this as many times as I have to, I really want them to do like a custom sort of order form where you send in like your own Miis and you custom order amiibo based on your own Miis so that you actually have amiibo of your Mi Fighters. Um, I know what they're gonna just end up doing is just using those stock faces that they have in Smash Bros. And I'm still gonna buy six of every single one of them anyway because I just don't hate myself as much as I deserve to.
2: Colin you just want like an an army of little plastic Collins yes
0: that's exactly it March of the minis
1: (laughs) so I guess that leaves those two other franchises then
0: yeah um
1: they've said Zelda will use them so I'm guessing Hmm. one of them is Zelda but then what's the other one Star Fox yeah
0: that's actually one of my E3 predictions so that's a good one (laughs) spoilers uh, yeah, no, I think I think it's gonna be Zelda and Star Fox because they've confirmed that both of those Wii U games are gonna use amiibo. Um, they haven't confirmed in you know to what degree, but I can imagine that they'll want to do. I mean, if they're doing Splatoon amiibo, I can imagine that they'll want to do Star Fox amiibo too to promote that game because it's a it's a major thing for Wii U. Yeah. Um, and then Zelda, obviously, I mean, you, you, Zelda's so big, you can't not have an amiibo line. Right. Um, now, granted, it could be like Animal Crossing for like Happy Home Designer, or it could be like like Yoshi's Woolly World or something. But um, I feel like Star Fox and Zelda are, if they're going to go for big amiibo lines, those are probably the ones we're going to do. But again, we don't know how big we're talking with these two unannounced series, so. Yeah, yeah. This Sunday, there will be a big update for Super Smash Bros. at 10 a.m. Eastern, or 7 Pacific. Wii U players will be able to download the Miiverse stage free of charge. Those of you who pre-ordered Splatoon at GameStop can download your Inkling costumes for Mi Gunners in both versions. And of course, the main attraction, Lucas, will finally return as a DLC fighter. I am so happy. I love Lucas. Uh, You can get him for $4 in either version, or for just $1 more, you can get him in both. Same pricing model as for Mewtwo. Um, Alongside this news, we also got a bunch of new screenshots for all of this DLC,
2: so you can check those out at Gamnesia.com if you're interested. So something I mentioned last week was I thought it was a good sign that they did these Nintendo Directs so close to E3 because it tells me that they're trying to get some of the, you know, we need to announce this, but it's not that big of news stuff out of the way. And so the fact that they're holding a special presentation just for Smash Bros before their E3 presentation, I think that's a good sign too because I think, well, you know, we will able to get plenty of Smash news, but that that won't take over the space that they'd rather use to announce new games or this know, actually remakes isn't of old the games. story about the smash news oh isn't it no nope. oh the big <laughs> update oh crap well they happen in yeah, the
0: same day separate. so whoops yeah um <laughs> uh <laughs> <I'll> save <laughs> that rant
2: for later <laughs> will do uh, what um, i want
1: to know is are there are they going to throw in tournament mode as a surprise um, announcement day of i've been waiting for that for a while and,
0: and day of i don't know i
2: finish feel like, uh, finish your
1: smash bros game nintendo
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why it's taking them so long specifically to add that in.
1: Well, especially since it's a legacy mode, it's not a new mode.
0: Right. So Nintendo has also announced, uh, and this goes kind of hand in hand, uh, that 40 minutes after this update goes live, Sakurai will host what they call a special video presentation, which is essentially a mini Nintendo Direct devoted to the Smash Bros. content. But it's also extremely hard to believe that Sakurai himself would host an event like this just to describe content that we've already known about for a while. So you can expect that more big news will come out of that. Um, Again, that's happening this Sunday, June 14th at 10.40 a.m. Eastern or 7.40 a.m. Pacific. Um, And now to go to what you said, Alex, I feel like if this special presentation were happening 20 minutes before the DLC launched instead of 40 minutes after, I feel like that's when we might be able to see like a surprise tournament mode. But I feel like they wouldn't drop in the tournament mode without saying anything beforehand and then... You know what I mean? I think they would they would have some sort of announcement.
1: Well, now that you mention it, it's it's a weird move anyway to announce or have a presentation after the thing you're talking well, about yeah. has gone live. Yeah. So I wonder what, what there is to this exactly.
0: Well, I think it's more than just the DLC that we know about because, I mean... I feel like it's got to be or else why as, bother? As Ben already said, um, <laughs> it's... Well, this um, has all been in previous Nintendo Directs. Right, and there's... There's you know? a great opportunity to get Smash Bros. news out of the way before the rest of Nintendo's the rest of Nintendo's presentation. And now, just I feel being like, that
2: close to E3 will also give them a, a pretty big stage to announce whatever new content they have planned for it.
0: Right now, I feel like the biggest of updates, like say for example, if Ryu is confirmed, I feel like that's going to be saved for Nintendo's digital event for the the main attraction for Nintendo. But you know, if they're doing something like announcing, "Hey, here's how many DLC fighters we're gonna we're gonna put in," we're not saying who they are but here's how many or if they say here's how we're going to release stages in the future now take a look at some of the stages we're working on if they do content like that that's still pretty significant but not the really big hype worthy uh reveals that that the main presentation might offer
1: yeah fair enough um you know since it's the lucas dlc i I wonder if he's gonna talk about what's what's coming talk about lucas and then announce mother three
0: I want that to happen, but that's going to happen the 2 days later at the E3 event. They're going to say, "Hey, you've been enjoying Lucas, wouldn't you like to enjoy Mother 3?" I like to dream too,
2: Colin.
1: <laughs> I actually think that that would be something that they wouldn't put at E3 just because it's a virtual console game and I don't think they've ever talked about virtual console
0: lineup at E3 before. Uh, um, didn't they do didn't they do Earthbound at like GDC or something? Earthbound was a really big announcement, and I think Mother Three would be an even bigger I th- one.
1: Don't think it was added a thing. I think it was just a random video announcement, wasn't it? Oh, it could
0: be. I don't know.
1: And I feel like this would it would just be the more opportune time to do it, uh, especially if E three is going to focus on uh, you know content that's coming later this year, anyway. Yeah, possible. Um, but anyway, it's all wishful thinking, anyway.
0: Yeah,
2: Mother Three you know, was announced during a uh, Nintendo Direct in April.
1: Earthbound, you mean? Mother Three was not announced. Mother (laughs) Two.
0: Again, wishful thinking. Yeah, that's 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 kind of what I remembered. Anyway, Um, yeah, it it was a Nintendo Direct. Yeah, it was still a. Anyway, Um, Nintendo's indie champion Damon Baker has talked about the humble Nindy Bundle. I did it (laughs) with Tiny Cartridge Um, this week. uh, The humble bundle just uh, ended their sale uh, earlier. Well, today recording. It's yesterday because you're listening. As always.
2: Um, Anyway, he
0: explains that they've actually been working on doing the Humble Nindie Bundle for quite some time now. Um, He says that now felt like the perfect time to collaborate with Humble and that it felt to them like more of a true partnership than it did simply a promotion. Um, He then says, these Nindies deserve all the attention as they've put their blood, sweat and tears into creating amazing games and experiences. And we encourage everyone to go out there and support them. Good show.
1: I'm bad, and I didn't actually buy the
0: Humboldt. <laughs> Capcom has announced the Mega Man Legacy Collection coming to 3DS this winter. Mega Man 1 through 6, it's got some art collections and stuff. It's not a super big deal unless you're a true diehard, especially considering how often they've been re-releasing those first six games. But it's only 15 bucks, so it'll be a great way to get into classic Mega Man if you haven't really tried out the series much and you want to start playing, especially as we move towards that whole big thing Capcom's doing. Um, But, you know, it'll be in native 1080p for the first time, um, so they'll look really, really nice. Um, Now, the weird thing, though, is that it's hitting all platforms except Wii U and PS Vita. That's understandable. Um, And it's coming to all these platforms in the summer, whereas it's coming to 3DS much, much later. Um, And we've talked a lot about how close Mega Man is getting with Nintendo and how the WiiWare versions of all the Mega Man games from the last generation sold miles better than its PSN and Xbox counterparts. Um, we know that Mega Man's audience is predominantly Nintendo fans, so it's extremely curious why they're leaving the Nintendo home console behind here. Um, is that just bad business sense, or, I mean, what's exactly going on here?
2: Yeah, the only thing I can think is that they don't believe Wii U has a big enough install base, but even so, a lot of the people that are part of its install base are Mega Man fans. Now, um, the 3DS version coming a little later, that I can understand, since, like, the big thing they were... Advertising in the uh, initial trailer for it is that it's an 8 bit game remade with HD flare. Obviously, 3DS isn't even an HD system, so... It's
0: in 240p, so... Yeah, they have to (laughs) to program
2: it differently. Maybe they'll choose to take advantage of the stereoscopic 3D functionality to maximize it on that platform, but... Which I think would be really nice. That would be so cool to play. Really, I think the big thing is just it's easier to put on those other platforms than it is on 3DS. It takes less time writing code, and they want to get the game out as quick as possible, so they don't mind waiting a little while on the 3DS version.
1: I think it's also worth noting that I would imagine that all of these games that are part of this collection did pretty well when they released them on virtual console on wii u so i don't think that the opportunity is there like it is on these other platforms Uh, that leaves kind of 3ds as a kind of weird outlier because it does have the Mega Man games on virtual console but at the same time i i don't imagine that uh the adoption rate has been quite as high as it's been on wii u just because of uh just because of the the whole nes emulation experience on 3ds um Mm -hmm. But I think when they bundle them all in this legacy collection, it'll be such a great deal that I think they're expecting 3DS owners who didn't get the virtual console versions to jump on this. Right.
0: But at the same time, I mean, I agree. I completely agree with you, but I would also expect them to think of it the same way for Wii U. Um, Because, I mean, getting a collection anyway, it's it's A, a great deal, as you said, and B, um, it's a great entry point. You know, you're not just... You don't have to go in and download all six games and play them individually. You're downloading, like, the actual collection and... And this this memorium of Ninten- of Mega Man's status as you know such such an icon of retro gaming.
1: Well, it certainly as a symbolic move, it's it's a pretty negative one. But uh, but you know we don't we all know that Capcom doesn't approach Mega Man symbolically; they approach it from a pure numbers and business standpoint. Uh, and I, I honestly think that they've been releasing so many Mega Man games on Wii U that I imagine that you know, the people who are really interested in Mega Man on Wii U have been buying up all the games already anyway.
0: Perhaps. I don't know. I'm still skeptical that their audience has been completely tapped for Mega Man on Wii U. I'm not entirely convinced that the people who would want the Legacy Collection already have the individual games on Virtual Console, but I could be wrong. We'll never know. (gasps) (gasps) Meanwhile, the other blue hero is getting a new game for Nintendo 3DS. Sonic Boom! Fire and Ice will launch sometime later this year. It's being developed by the people who made Sonic Boom! Shattered Crystal rather than the team that made Rise of Lyric for Wii U. Shattered Crystal was much better received. It got fives and sixes around the board, so (laughs) rave reviews. But this one looks like it might not be half bad, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, they also confirmed that part of what they want to do with Fire and Ice is fix the slower pace of Sonic Boom Shattered Crystal, so they are actively uh, interested in improving the gameplay of the one that they recently made, um, which, remember, Shattered Crystal was the one that wasn't fundamentally broken. So I
1: guess the really surprising thing about this for me is not that they're making another Sonic Boom game, but that they're now making Sonic Boom games at a faster pace than they're making Legacy Sonic games.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, they actually talked about this, too. They talked about how they want the Legacy franchise and the Boom franchise to exist separately. I think we just have yet to see what they're doing in the Legacy Sonic franchise. Um, I feel like something's got to be coming. Um, But also, given how bad the Legacy franchise is lately, I mean, I'm kind of not surprised. And it's the more
1: crucial one to get right in the end sonic right. boom is at this point a tie-in game and it's not it's yeah it's not yeah i mean the it's established the, the, the
0: cartoon is doing really really well and it's they've still got the comics going strong so i mean it's it's if you're wondering why on earth they're making another sonic boom game it's because they've got this brand going and this brand isn't something that they want to give up so yeah yeah,
2: alex you you called this on a previous podcast where you said it didn't really matter that the two sonic boom games last year sold poorly or got bad reviews that these aren't necessarily being treated as as big gaming experiences but just a game series to piggyback off of another form of media just like the shovelware you'd see from any like disney movie or something you know maybe maybe a little bigger budget than that but well clearly not enough bug testing on the last one so i i honestly wouldn't even be surprised if they tried to make this an annual franchise for as long as the show is successful yeah neither would i
1: and I could see the success of the cartoon feeding into and making this new one or the future ones better games uh, because they kind of know what that audience likes.
0: They, they, they want to keep a high status for the brand and not water it down with, with terrible games. Right. Well,
1: plus they'll have start. an established show to work off of rather than a, mm-hmm. having them both kind of come off the ground at the same time, which
0: I imagine would give them better source material. Reggie has told GameSpot that the 3 dss future lineup includes games that fans have been asking for for a while and things that will totally surprise us. To quote him, it's safe to say people can look forward to a combination of things they've always wanted and things they never even thought of wanting. He also confirmed that Nintendo will be announcing new games for 3DS at E3.
2: Vote for Reggie and all your dreams will come true.
0: (laughs) It's like the same thing they say every year. (laughs) <clears throat> this is Wednesday, Colin, uh, briefly interjecting here. I just wanted to say that uh, you may have heard the leak that Hyrule Warriors is coming in to Nintendo 3DS. We got a trailer and stuff. Um, that's a big story. So, uh, you know, new playable characters and everything. So that's probably one of the surprises he was talking about. And we know it's definitely one of the 3DS games they were uh, planning to announce at E3. So, yeah, that's just something to keep in mind uh, when you're thinking about how many new games to expect. is That is one of them. Back to the show.
1: I think I think it's we're definitely going to see a lot of 3ds games. I think this year, uh, probably even compared to Wii U games, because they just launched this new 3ds thing, and the whole point of it is to boost 3ds sales. And they can only do that if they have a software for it because it's a, a new 3ds. So I mean, it's crucial that they that they load it up with games. Uh, I mean, Wii U at this point. Yeah nintendo's gonna put out great games to make it memorable and to make people want to stick around for their next console but they're not they're certainly not pushing sales
2: and we've already seen we've already seen quite a few wii u games announced for the rest of 2015 and even into early 2016 whereas 3ds it's there's not much on that schedule it's yeah pretty i mean they really
0: need this
2: is good news to hear
0: yeah And finally, Nintendo has announced a few more details about the World Championships, including who's playing and the fact that it will now officially feature Splatoon as part of a tournament. Thank God, finally a competitive franchise in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, as much as I like watching people do speedruns, I can watch that without an event. I mean, sure, watching them do it on stage and all the pressure, I mean, that's great. But I want to see people actually go head to head. Uh, So I'm really glad. In this
2: huge tournament setting.
1: Right, and with a new game that people are excited about. Yeah. And not just old games like Dr. Mario.
2: As much as I love the original Legend of Zelda, the idea of that being like a competitive game in the Nintendo World Championships kind of boggles my mind.
1: Well, I I, I can actually see it because it is really challenging to pull off going through those dungeons flawlessly. And so I don't know that it'll be that fun to watch, but I'm it'll certainly be competitive. What, what interested me about this announcement, though, is how coy they were about there being secrets for this tournament.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I still kind of maintain that Mario Galaxy 3 is going to be announced at the end. Um, or some
1: Mario something or other.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, really devoted to the idea that Galaxy 3 is totally happening, but, I mean, I think that that's a perfectly reasonable thing to expect and it would not surprise me in the least. We, you know, we've, we've had all this talk about how it really feels like the Nintendo World Championships is really more of a PR event than anything else. And I still kind of agree with that. Um, so, I mean, I, there's gotta be something it's leading up to. Mario Galaxy 3 makes the most sense just given all the parallels with uh, the 90s championships and this one, uh, given how many Mario games are involved with the original tour rounds and some of the other stuff. Plus the 30th anniversary. Right, the 30th anniversary. And uh, how much Mario Galaxy music they're using in these trailers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And as always, to conclude the news segment of this week's show, we are bringing you a lightning round with little nuggets of information. Some upcoming dates to look out for. This Thursday, June 11th, Dr. Mario Miracle Cure launches on 3DS. This Sunday, which is June 14th, is when all of that Smash Bros. DLC we talked about is launching. On Tuesday the 16th, you can catch Nintendo's digital event, which is basically just what they're calling their E3 conference. Uh, Then, of course, the show floor opens up for Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, which means that all of next week, before E3, during E3, after E3, there's gonna be a ton of news, so prepare for that. God knows we are. On June 17th and June 20th, you will be able to play Mario Maker at Best Buy. Check out the report at Gamnesia for more on the times and participating locations. On June 25th, you can download Art Academy Home Studio in North America, and that is on June 26th for Europe. On June 26th, Nintendo will hold its 75th annual shareholders meeting. And finally, PokeN Tournament is launching in Japanese arcades throughout the month of July. And then there are a few general facts uh, from last week and reminders for you. The inkbrush weapon has been released in Splatoon. Players have found a mysterious hidden song in the game. Someone has recreated Splatoon in Minecraft. I mean, it's really amazing how much they've done, so be sure to check that out. A Splatoon glitch lets you explore outside the bounds of Inkopolis, where you can find a train and a handful of details you really would not expect from somewhere that you're not supposed to be able to go. Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate's free DLC for June includes goodies from Animal Crossing and Devil May Cry. That's available now. We also got a ton of new info on Monster Hunter X, including that you can revisit villages from past games. You can check that information out at Gamnesia.com if you're interested. Famitsu reveals the backstories and skills for several characters in Fire Emblem If. We'll spare you the details in case you're concerned about spoilers, but nonetheless, you can check the story out at Gamnesia. The Collector's Edition of Mighty No. 9 will not be available on Wii U. Zeo Drifter is coming to the Wii U, and Renegade Kid is looking to give it a cross-buy option. A fan has recreated the worlds of Super Mario 64 as stretchmo puzzles. Counterfeit amiibo have started appearing in some online stores. There's some amazing fan art depicting Snake as an amiibo. It looks insanely real and insanely cool, so you can check that out at Camnesia if you're interested. Another fan is making awesome custom amiibo of Mega Charizard X, and you can actually commission your very own to buy. So if you're a big fan of Mega Charizard X, be sure to give it a look.
2: And you should be a big fan of Mega Charizard X.
0: A new website generates funny fake leaks for Nintendo's E3 lineup. Ukulele is planned to be bigger than Banjo Kazooie. It's unclear whether they're talking about the size of the game world or its importance to gaming, but the former is probably a safer bet. Platonic considered a tiger as the hero of Ukulele, and they even considered having the duo be a witch and a broomstick. Miyamoto will be a guest speaker at the Japan Expo in Paris next month. The Nintendo Treehouse will be doing a pre-show stream for the Nintendo World Championships at 2.35pm Pacific Time. There's a new firmware update available for Wii U now. Terraria is officially coming to both 3DS and Wii U. Black Ops 3 is definitely not coming to Wii U, despite previous hints that it was. Uh, Reggie wanted the Binding of Isaac to come to Nintendo consoles for a long time, despite Nintendo's general disapproval. We got a new trailer for Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. And finally, our very own Alex Plant here has written a fantastic editorial titled, Wii U is the last bastion of traditional console gaming. It's all about how Nintendo's stubborn attitudes about gaming have kept them stuck in the past and how that's hurt them in many ways, yet in many others, it's led to some of the best video games ever made. So be sure to check that out. It's a great, great read. I approve this message. (laughs) So, guys, that is the end of the news segment for this week, but uh, be sure to keep listening because after the break, we were coming back with some E3 predictions, so stay tuned. Everybody. Welcome back to more Nintendo week. I'm your host Colin McIsaac and as always I'm joined by Alex Plant I'm my own E3 prediction and Ben Le
2: Moreau. I did not predict Alex at E3
0: <laughs> Um, so we of course are talking about our E3 predictions Um, you know as recent news has has proven we are brilliant at predicting Nintendo's future So we are gonna give you some pretty good reasons, uh to not trust that record anymore here. Um, at least I am. With my but... Time for Colin's wishful thinking.
2: <laughs> Colin, Ridley's not going to be in Smash. Give it up. I don't care about Ridley. I care about Waluigi. He's all about
0: Waluigi and K. Rule. He's got the big personality. Um, so, uh,
2: yeah, so who wants to start off? I'll, I'll say my lock for the show is a 3D Mario of some kind.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll second that. Uh, A lot of it's based on, you know, not only what we've been talking about lately, but the fact that we've heard about a new Tokyo EAD game, the Mm -hmm. extra space on the Mario 30th anniversary site for another game. Uh, I Mm -hmm. think the American one has two, but the Japanese one only has one. The fact that we have no idea what Yoshiaki Koizumi is doing. Uh, There's just so much. A lot of history with Mario. Exactly, especially lately. Uh, Just a lot of stuff is lending toward uh, Nintendo really pulling off the 3D Mario that people wanted but didn't get out of 3D World.
0: Alright, so, uh, well, 3D World is the 3D Mario that I never wanted, but as soon as I got it, I am so glad it was there.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm actually the opposite. It's the Mario that I actually really wanted because I like classic Mario, and I'm really glad I got it.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say, and you ended up hating it. <laughs> I, I, didn't, like, I, didn't, I didn't like, what? I didn't hate it. That's the best game
1: ever made. It's, I didn't hate it. It's no Galaxy, but I didn't hate it.
0: Yeah, anyway, so I'll, I'll piggyback off of you guys, and uh, my E3, one of my E3 predictions that I think is not a lock, but pretty likely is Super Mario Galaxy 3. I mean, we've talked about this so much, I feel like there's not even any need to justify it anymore. Uh, But, you know, we know they've been hinting at Galaxy for a while. Miyamoto said the Galaxy series isn't dead. They said they would be interested in revisiting the Galaxy series. Um, They said, like, don't count Galaxy out or whatever. Uh, So I feel like, you know, there's got to be a reason that they're saying that.
1: Yeah, and if it's not Galaxy, I at least hope it's some kind of brand new concept game. I, I I can understand fans' disappointment at 3D World because it really was, you know, classic Mario template, except now in 3D, which... You know, I thought was great because I I love the whole idea of this is what 3D Mario probably should have been from the start. Uh, I mean, I love Super Mario 64 and all, but it feels like people have grown tired of Mario being so stagnant with its content. So it's time for them to open up the lid, make stuff that's as creative as Mario Kart, at least, because Mario Kart has been outpacing the core Mario team in the creativity department
0: for a long time. I feel like Mario Kart should actually draw more inspiration from the worlds of the Mushroom Kingdom. I mean, that's not to say that Mario Kart is like doing anything bad by any means, but like Sunshine Airport, for example, I thought was great. But then we get things like Sweet Sweet Canyon, and I guess we're getting off topic here. But I feel like I should at least finish my thought. Um, then we get stuff like Sweet Sweet Canyon and like Swamp uh, Ruins that just uh, like doesn't exist anywhere. Whereas we could do they could do stuff like Chaco Mountain and um, Tiny Huge Island would be really cool for Mario See, Kart, and they don't do stuff like I'd that. I'd flip that I around
1: like and say they should bring stuff from the Mario Kart universe into the Mario universe. I mean,
0: I also think that too. <laughs> Um, but um, they've there've been so anyway. many Mario
1: Kart games, and there's only so much Mario universe to draw from.
2: Uh, so Alex, anyway, we, sh- we you, should get back on track. You mentioned in yeah. the news segment that you expect a lot of 3DS games at E3, or just you know from Nintendo in general coming up. What, what do you expect to see at E3 for 3DS? You
1: know, I could see another Mario game. I don't know if it'd be 3D or what. What it would be, uh, maybe an RPG. Actually, I know they've already done Paper Duh. Mario. They've already Duh. done Duh. Mario and Duh.
0: Luigi, but. Uh, We know Square Enix is doing more collaborations. Super Mario RPG 2, guys, please. Shh, the hype is real.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't hold your breath on that one.
0: I'm I'm holding my breath already.
1: Or at least a re-release. That'd be nice. Yeah. With updated Um, graphics and everything.
0: Well, as for 3DS games, um, I might as well. Pokemon Z, I think, is a lock. You know, X and Y came out two years ago now. Pokemon is basically an annual franchise. Um, This is just always the right timing for the third version that they do. Um, you sure it's not like, going to
1: be Pokemon X and Y two? I, I was going
0: to say they might do something like that,
2: throw us a curveball, but I don't know. And I mean, do you think that? Are Are you saying that it would release like holiday season then, announce it E I think it
0: would release, yeah, like the the normal okay. uh, Pokemon time. Okay. Period, do you think like that October they would do that if
2: if they're you know maybe worried it would could compete with uh, Super Mystery Dungeon? that'll be launching around the same time. Then.
0: I don't think they've ever cared, have they?
2: <laughs> probably not. I haven't paid too much attention to how closely they release together. Yeah, I
0: don't think so. But also, they—I they, mean, Super Mystery Dungeon launches in September, and the the Pokemon Z would probably or whatever it is would probably launch around October or November and do a worldwide release, just like they've done with the last two games so right but i thought
2: uh i thought super mystery dungeon was winter in north america oh it is but i
0: mean october november for pokemon z that's not too much overlap
2: i'm pretty sure
1: all the mystery dungeons have been in the fall range for america so i don't think that's a or almost all of them have been in the fall range for america so i don't think that's a big concern
0: yeah i mean i i don't think that yeah i don't think the pokemon company really is cares much about the competition with mystery dungeon because they're very different games well
1: and plus if you're going to compete with anyone it better be yourself
0: and then also kind of an off-the-wall prediction i think they're going to do captain toad 3d
2: i would go nuts
0: Uh, not necessarily a 3ds port of the wii u game it could be that but i just a 3d captain toad game uh, whether it's a sequel or what um because i mean captain toad it's the dioramas i mean that just screams 3d um but also because i feel like they're Doing more with Captain Toad, I feel like Captain Toad is a really easy game to make. I feel like what a lot of what they're doing with 3DS is thinking of games that will be easy to make and still appeal to a lot of people, and I think that they'll probably want to get the Captain Toad uh, franchise out to more people uh, than just the Wii U install base, and I think that 3DS is a great opportunity to do that, so I have a feeling that's what uh, one of Nintendo's internal teams has been working on is captain toad for 3ds i
2: absolutely hope you're right one of the uh one of the games that i kind of expect to see on 3ds is a new kirby title of some kind i mean i know we've had quite a few recently but um i I just see that with the new 3ds out in you know everywhere now but I, i could see them using kirby to try to attract some more people to that brand and japan nintendo of japan has said that a big focus for them in this year is going to be uh, releasing games that they believe appeal more to a female audience. And I know in the past they've picked Animal Crossing and Kirby and Yoshi, is all as all franchises, that they believe specifically appeal to uh, female Japanese gamers. So we know I've got the Animal Crossing content coming out later this year, and I could see them using Kirby as well as something to push new 3DS. Okay. And for sort of an off-the-wall prediction, like you gave, um, they've talked a lot about remaking games on 3DS... I could see a sort of remaster of Super Metroid on 3DS.
1: Oh, interesting. Like a 2.5D sort of thing? Yeah, something like that. I was thinking
0: that that the remakes and remasters and stuff would be uh, Nintendo 64 and GameCube games, but that's an interesting idea. I like that.
1: My off-the-wall prediction for 3DS is Pikmin. Ooh! And I say this because I know Pikmin was one of those franchises that Miyamoto really liked playing around with 3D with, and I think that with the recent release of those Pikmin Shorts, uh, with the added uh, power of the new 3DS, and in particular with the popularity of the XL screen, which is larger, uh, it's about time, I think, that they're able to show the level of detail they need to have a Pikmin 3DS game.
2: Are you expecting Uh, this to be a new 3DS exclusive?
1: I would guess it would be a new 3DS exclusive just because of how many characters have to be on screen. Uh, And they wouldn't want to take away things like there being 100 Pikmin at a time. Like I think those are all staples of the formula for Pikmin that just aren't going away. But it'd be a title that no one's really expecting. It'd be, I feel like, a better platform for Pikmin because it's got a better adoption rate than Wii U has had. Uh, mm-hmm. It'd be a good chance for them to experiment more with uh, with a Pikmin game that doesn't rely on motion controls because I get the feeling they're moving away from those with the next generation. Uh, so, so there's just a lot of things that go into thinking it's it's just the right time for pikmin on a handheld
0: that's really really interesting that leads me perfectly into um two predictions of mine actually one is that the original pikmin will be either and this this gets into another prediction that i'll talk about later but that the original pikmin will either be remastered for wii u or ported to 3ds Um, and the other one is pikmin 4 for wii u uh, just because as uh, we know Miyamoto loves Pikmin and he loves making Pikmin games. And, uh, you know, it really has felt a lot to me, like that's what he's most invested in, um, right now, emotionally, you know, even if Mario is the bestseller and stuff, you know, we know he's not directly working on the Mario games anymore and stuff. It really feels like Pikmin is, is, is what he loves to do right now. And I wouldn't be surprised to see something new from that.
2: Yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense from a business standpoint, which means it's probably correct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we know we know that that whether or not it makes a ton of sense from a business standpoint, what Miyamoto wants, Miyamoto gets. So, yeah. much. Uh, if Miyamoto wants Pikmin Four, which I think he does, uh, then we're getting Pikmin Four.
1: Well, you know,
2: I'll sort
1: of add to that. That doesn't mean we'll get Pikmin Four soon. <laughs>
2: No, it doesn't. <laughs> they <laughs> might announce it and then release it on the next system five years I'm later. I'm predicting Pikmin <laughs> yes. 4 in
0: 13 years.
2: <laughs> yes, he will say so, something about it, and then they will have to make
1: it
0: at some point. Yeah, Well, I, my prediction wouldn't be wrong. That's true. I just said Pikmin
2: 4. I didn't say what they would do about it. That's true. <laughs> so another game, it's not quite a lock, but it's kind of high up on my list. I think we'll get a 3D Metroid. I yeah. think it's,
0: okay. been,
2: it's been too long. The fans have been impatiently waiting and requesting and miyamoto conducted that poll about a year back or so and there's there's just a lot of i mean comparatively there's a lot of hype for a metroid game Mm -hmm. on wii u
1: and i'll add to that i think it will actually be the game retro studios is working on
2: i hope so
0: interesting um so what i actually have for retro studios and i completely like i'm completely with you guys there although i just knowing knowing nintendo lately I have a feeling that what they're doing instead is Retro Studios is actually making a 2D Metroid for 3DS, a new one. Because as much as Prime is very much desired, uh, we know that Nintendo has been having trouble thinking you know, about how to approach the Metroid series. And what they've done a lot in the past with a lot of their other franchises is revisiting the roots. So I feel like what they're going to want to do is Retro to revisit the roots of Metroid and make a 2D platformer. Well, a 2D Metroidvania game, I guess. <laughs> um, the, the, what leads me to believe this, in I, I agree with you, it's been way too long, but what leads me to believe this is um, the hiring notices that, that Retro Studios was putting out back last September um, and earlier than that even, um, they were all talking about like stylized graphics and uh, really, really focusing on gameplay. And the, the world building that they were talking about felt a lot more like a 2D Metroid environment to me than a 3D one. Now, granted, I'm not a developer, so I don't know whether that's actually true. But to me, it just—it really, it really had that pull of, we're not working on a 3D Metroid game. We're working on something else.
2: One thing um, I do find interesting is that uh, Nintendo has apparently been inquiring about getting Axiom Verge, which is very much a love letter to 2D Metroid-style games, mm-hmm. on either Wii U or 3DS. So, I mean, it, it's just an indie game, so maybe they don't think it would... Uh, affect anything much but Mm -hmm. it would seem it seems a little weird to me that they would be pursuing sort of a high profile metroid style game if they intended to release a 2d metroid soon no that's that's true that's a very good point
1: well at the same time there's it's possible that they want to use the metroid in 2d wave to you know promote a good indie game and and get some get some Mm -hmm. royalties off of the sale i don't know Mm -hmm.
0: the other thing that led me to think that it wouldn't be like a prime style game was that everyone who made Prime what it was is gone from Retro Studios. That's why they worked on Donkey Kong twice, is because all of the first-person geniuses who did Prime, the original Prime series, they left to work on Halo 5, they left to work on uh, on Uncharted. I mean, they're, they're all out of there, so the same talent is not there, and it's possible they're maybe trying to bring in new people to fill those shoes, but, um, I mean... I think it's also very possible that they're that they're realizing, okay, we, we don't have that same expertise that we used to in the first-person adventure style, so let's work on Metroid but do it in a new way. So that's my thoughts. Um, I will gladly eat my words when I'm wrong because I'm sure I'll be wrong on that.
1: <laughs> I, I but... kind of have to question that logic, and I only say this because my opinion is that uh, Nintendo developers, when they've been sitting on a franchise for too long, they tend to get kind of cocky and out of touch. And I feel like every once in a while you need to bring in that new blood who hasn't had experience with this franchise before and can bring a new perspective to it. So even if Retro Studios has lost the talent that brought us Metroid Prime, they've got a whole crop of new talent who would have their own take on it and wouldn't be shackled to the ideas that they had before.
0: Okay, fair enough.
2: And they've been steadily hiring for a few years, too.
0: Yeah, like Aggressively hiring. Yeah. Um, So the other thing about Retro Studios, I think, uh, that's very possible is... Uh, We know that their relationship with Nintendo has become extremely close. They're very trusting, um, and Retro Studios is getting to be a really big franchise and a core part, I would say, of Nintendo as a developer, uh, or as a publisher, rather. And so I think it's also possible that they may be working on more than one game right now. They may have multiple internal teams. Yeah, Yeah.
2: Miyamoto said a while back that they're they're finally to the size where he would trust them to work on multiple games. He didn't, of course, confirm if they were, but he said that they were at that point where Nintendo now considered them trustworthy mm-hmm. to work on multiple projects at once with little supervision. Yeah, and so I also wouldn't be
0: surprised if uh we got something like uh like a 3DS Metroid in 2D and a 3D Metroid on Wii U um close to the same time sort of like we did in 2002 with Fusion and Prime. And I mean, I don't think that's terribly likely, but I also it's something to consider, I think.
1: It would well, it'd be a good opportunity for the Metroid franchise, which has become kind of fragmented. Mhm. Uh, I would say between two D and three D, it would give him a, give it him a chance to reunify it and make it one thing. Not this... what do you
2: mean? Other M reunified it beautifully. Yeah, it, it <laughs> yes. united all Metroid fans together in anger against itself. <laughs>
1: all those rip, ripped sound effects from the Prime games totally made it a unified franchise. Um, no, I think getting Sakamoto out of the picture, and it does sound like he's not quite have at the same has he doesn't quite have the same role that he's had before he's been put on projects like rhythm heaven as his primary games recently um gives the the franchise room to to kind of move on without his strict supervision and guidance anyway all right i would like to see retro studios make their own game and not piggyback off of a existing Nintendo franchise. I think it's kind of Yeah, my, my
2: dream would be to see them unveil a new Metroid and a new IP, like, as a one one Right, launch.
1: exactly. It's one of those okay. situations where they did such a good job on Prime, and I think the fact that they're a Western studio makes them uniquely qualified within Nintendo to do a follow-up to what they had already done, even if the old mm-hmm. developers aren't there. But at the same time... Uh, even though they're the only real internal developer that I trust with Metroid, or that I want to see do Metroid, I also want them to kind of spread their wings and do their own thing. And I don't know what that would be. I don't. I don't.
0: I mean, I've I've heard people talking about wanting Retro to do a 3D platformer, sort of, you know, do what Rare did by jumping from Donkey Kong 2D platformers to a new IP as a 3D platformer. Do you think that's at all likely, or
1: maybe? I mean, I'd like to see them do a new genre completely i mean i don't
0: personally think it's it's likely yeah a, a new genre would be very interesting
1: like i don't know that Nintendo's necessarily interested in a lot of 3d platformers they are yeah. interested in 2d platformers because they did well last gen but they didn't really push mm-hmm. 3d platformers and the only thing that really did well was galaxy so it makes sense that they're making more 3d marios but i don't know that they'll make more 3d platformers mm-hmm. um, i'd like to see them do an rpg a fantasy rpg uh, cause we haven't seen a lot of Western fantasy flavor come out of, uh, Nintendo's first party, uh, lately, especially since Zelda has become very Japanese inspired and Fire Emblem seems to be going in the same direction. Um, mm-hmm. so it'd be, it'd be good to have a Western game that isn't a shooter appear on a Nintendo for- console.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh. I've got one one last prediction uh, to get out of the way. That's just sort of a, a lowball thing. I think we're going to see one new IP, probably for 3ds, at the show. I actually um, had that on my
2: list too. Cool.
1: <laughs> I actually think we'll see a new IP for Wii U, and I think it will be part of the Nintendo Garage program. Uh, that's
2: another
0: good. Yeah.
1: The Splatoon. By
0: one, to be clear, I I, I didn't mean I didn't mean only one. I meant like at sure. least one. Sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, I just think the Splatoon reveal was so successful last year that it. did mm-hmm. I think they're more confident now to start pushing out new properties where they, you know, they've been conservative for the past uh, several years, but but there's no reason to be anymore. Splatoon's doing great. Uh, the community's happy with it. The sales are seem to be going well. Uh, the initial reactions were good, uh, and plus they talked about this Nintendo Garage thing. It'd be hard to imagine it as a one off thing that they're just never going to do again.
0: Oh, no, I'm completely with you, and I think they're going to be doing uh, lots of new games from the Garage teams a lot in the future, and uh, I <laughs> I would have put it on my predictions list if I had remembered that it existed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about it, like, just the other day, and then when, I came, when it came time to write down my predictions, I just completely blanked.
1: Yeah. And I'd hope it'd be another new genre area for them, because it was nice to see a, sh- a shooter, and it was nice to see that it was still a very Nintendo shooter. Uh, I don't know what genre holes they feel like they still have. I Giant robot genre. and That's a genre. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, 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 I meant Project Giant Robot. I mentioned Western-style fantasy RPGs, so maybe that's an area they'll they look into uh, if
2: Retro's not. Uh, I don't know. So I have a couple more semi-plausible possibilities. Okay. Uh, one is a new Golden Sun game for 3DS. Please.
1: Yes, please and make it not as crappy as the ds1 please
0: (laughs) by please a i mean please nintendo for one and b i mean
2: please ben get real yeah (laughs) it's pretty accurate the other one which might be a little more likely although maybe not at this e3 is twilight princess hd
1: okay yes with
2: with zelda being delayed to next year and then also considering that they said Wind Waker HD only took them six months to throw together, it's not entirely out of the question that they could replace Zelda U in the holiday lineup with Twilight Princess HD. But I, I kind of have a doubt that we'll see it this year. Okay. And, and
1: throw in a straight HD port of Ocarina of Time 3D and, and Majora's Mask 3D while you're at it. Just make it a, a full. That's package. not a prediction, is it? My make God. It, that's <laughs> sure. Why not? They did it with Halo, and okay. this would be an online game, so it's not like it would break.
0: I mean, no. I don't know. I think that's pretty unlikely i mean we've already seen ocarina of time and and majora's mask remade in the last couple of years and i feel like they just don't want to exhaust all the zelda games that they could remake in this incredibly condensed amount of time you know because if they do twilight princess then the only thing left that they can remake is skyward sword of the 3d zelda games anyway and that would mean they've remade everything in this span of four years and that's that's a really tight crunch uh and that also means that they can't re-remake anything uh in the future and Tell that so, to I, Capcom. i, I think <laughs> so i mean i think there are plenty of good reasons to do twilight princess um yeah it would keep the hype over for zelda u i mean it is the best-selling zelda game ever made um but i also think that there are that for those reasons uh it's a little less likely and also because twilight princess has just aged so horribly It would take a lot more work than they had to for Wind Waker to update Twilight Princess to look nice on Wii U. So I feel like if anything, Twilight Princess would go to 3DS. I thought all
2: you had to do was just add like a crap ton of bloom and then (laughs) it instantly looks great.
0: People complained about that in Wind Waker. That would be the worst possible thing to do for Twilight Princess. (laughs) Definitely improve the lighting, but don't improve it with... No design choice could be worse for Twilight Princess than that much. I've noticed there's
2: a game that we've talked about a lot in the past about maybe getting a a revival, but none of us have mentioned in our E3 list so far, and that is F-Zero. Do we think think F-Zero could be announced at E3? Uh, So, is
0: that a question or is this a prediction from you? Because if it's a question, it's a great uh, segue into one of my predictions. It is
2: just a question.
0: All right. Well, then, my prediction, I think we are going to see a, not necessarily a branded line. Um, It might be a branded line or something like that, like maybe New Play Control was or like how they ported a ton of Super Nintendo games to Game Boy Advance. Um, But I think we're going to see a bunch of GameCube games revived in some way um, at this E3. And I think... uh, you know, between 3DS ports and Wii U remasters, I think we're going to see that. And I think that they are going to remaster F-Zero GX for Wii U, uh, because then that would still be an F-Zero game. It would still be in gorgeous HD on Wii U, but it would not be, um, you know, they wouldn't have to do the full development resources for actually making a new F-Zero game. So it would tide over fans and it would be just, just little enough work that they could make it it's a good way to, to um, gauge
2: interest to see if it's worth making an actual full sequel. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, we, we also know that they did the whole software for Wind Waker to port GameCube games to Wii U. And, I mean, there's no way that they're not going to be using that for more games, whether it's Mario Sunshine or Pikmin or even Chibi-Robo. I would love to see. That's not happening. But, um, but I think they're going to do something along those lines with GameCube games.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, And and I don't think they'll all necessarily be the dramatic remasters that Wind Waker was, but I think it would be a good way for them to uh, throw in GameCube pseudo-backward compatibility. Uh, And those games, I think, of all the games that they've made, would benefit most from an HD retouch, uh, at least from all their legacy uh, platforms. Uh, So I think if they're going to re-release, then they definitely should should add the HD uh, on top of it.
0: Um, and you know, that, that leaves just so many games open, um, you know, Sunshine, Luigi's Mansion, Pikmin 1 and 2. Yes,
1: Luigi's Mansion.
0: Like I said, Chibi-Robo. I mean, Kirby's Air Ride, um, Pokemon Coliseum. There's just a huge wealth of great GameCube games that they could do here. Um, you know, which ones would go to Wii U and which ones go to 3DS is a different question, but I mean, I think there's just, and there's been so much demand for GameCube games as well, because there's really been, I feel like, a resurgence in a love for GameCube lately, um, especially considering how long nintendo has been delaying putting any gamecube games on the virtual console so i feel like this is i feel like this is the right time to announce something like a like a big project like this where yeah they're really reviving a bunch of gamecube stuff and it'd be great to get some more use out of that gamecube adapter yeah right Um, but, and to bring it back to your question, Ben, I think F-Zero GX is the one game that I think that I am like actually predicting as a lock will be F-Zero GX in HD on Wii U, um, in that, that whole
2: GameCube sort of. And you can hold Colin to that. You can hold me to it. No, no,
1: I, I think that's a good prediction too, because they have said one of their hesitations about making new F-Zero
0: games is they just don't have any ideas. Also, Uh, they don't have the right controller. Yeah. That's a terrible excuse
1: yeah but well, at least I mean... with f-zero
0: gx they already had the controller so they don't have exactly. that excuse anymore exactly
2: have any of us talked about animal crossing yet
0: nope and i'm not going to because i don't think that's happening besides having the home designer really i actually think
2: it's happening okay I yeah think... i'm gonna read too much into that producer's answer when he said it's difficult for me to answer at the moment yep that's pretty much all we can say I'm i'm gonna read into that too much and say that he's hiding something
0: I feel like that's a perfectly fair thing to read into, uh, especially considering I think it's also a perfectly valid um, thought that they might be tying it with Happy Home Designer in that Happy Home Designer, you know, you design these houses for these villagers and then that interacts with the Wii U version in some way. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think that's a good prediction. I just don't think... I don't think the time's right. I think that they're too concerned about how Animal Crossing would do on a home console after City Folk and after, you know, it's been proven so well that the formula is uh, so well-suited for portable games.
1: Well, I mean, at the same but, time, if that's the case, then what? why did it even make sense to make the Animal Crossing Plaza a couple of years ago on Wii U? I don't of think all it places? did.
2: Well, that's,
0: But well, that's, that's another reason why I don't think it's because I don't think that made sense. But... I mean, there's perfectly valid reasoning to say that it did make sense that they're testing out this Animal Crossing U thing. But I just I just I personally don't see any way that that plaza thing could really be useful for anything.
1: Well, and I'll counter that by saying my experience with Animal Crossing, and I've only played New Leaf so far, has okay. been great game, love the whole like good feel, build up my city, share stuff with my friends. But I feel like the internet connectivity has been just so lackluster, and I think a console would give them the chance to really amp it up in that department, uh, especially if their next architecture is going to be more internet-focused. It'd be good for them to get started on ideas now and start experimenting now so that when you know the next generation of Animal Crossing comes along, they're actually building on something and they're not building it all from scratch. Uh, and I think that's kind of what they were trying to do when they released the Animal Crossing Plaza, so I don't see them not following that through to its logical conclusion. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, no, I mean, that's perfectly valid. I would not be at all surprised if that happened.
1: And plus, I think it'd it'd just be a relatively cheap game for them to make on Wii U. yeah. And yeah, goodness knows that Wii U needs some padding to its lineup, and it's not going to be AAA games at this point. I mean, there'll yeah. there'll be Zelda. There'll be, maybe you could count Star Fox, I don't know. Probably a Metroid game, but, like, what else? Animal Crossing would be a good filler title, just like it was on Wii. You know what else would be a good filler title? Paper Mother Mario? Mother 3? No, yeah,
0: Mother Paper 3. Paper Mario wouldn't be a filler title, but uh, we've talked enough about Mother 3. I feel like there's, you know, not going to be any... Let's talk about Mother about 4 why. next. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like there's not going to be really any questions. Of, why is that on your list, Colin? Am I wrong, or should, should I explain it? Or No, you're good. <laughs> okay. It's um, a
1: franchise that's come too far to the forefront with Smash Bros. for them to continue to ignore this game.
0: Yeah, that's a really great way to put it.
1: Especially with Lucas actually yeah. coming back. I don't see them putting in a Japanese-only character in Smash Bros. at this point. It just doesn't make sense.
0: It barely made sense. Although, now that you mentioned Paper Mario, that I think Intelligent Systems is working on Paper Mario for Wii U. I think it's going to be the classic Paper Mario gameplay from the first two games. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't see anywhere else to take this prediction, but I think it's
2: happening. I hope slash want to believe that that is correct. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I mean, you know, we know Intelligent Systems is working on something and we know that they're doing something for Wii U. We had that resume guy a while back. I think it's Paper Mario because it's been a while since we've seen Paper Mario and it's been even longer since we've seen Paper Mario that people have actually liked. So I think this is a good time to bring Paper Mario back.
2: That would really make my day because when they put uh, N64 one on eShop, I just like tore into that game and did nothing but play it until I had beaten it. I Ah. still
0: want Paper Mario 64 3D uh, as a remake, but now that's not happening. Thanks to the eShop.
1: Ruined my life.
0: All right, next uh, predictions, guys. I'm thinking. I've gone through pretty I'm much all my list. list. Are you serious? Oh my god, I have like half my list left. <laughs> oh god, no, this is not <laughs> okay. Well, I guess this is what it's turning into. It, it is the, now the, the college, college show. <laughs> well, uh, here we go. Let me uh, get on my glasses here. Um, I think Next Level Games is working on Punch Out for Wii U. Um, we've seen a ton of Punch Out content lately. I mean, just moving beyond Little Mac and Smash Bros. Um, We've heard a ton of Punch-Out music in a lot of Nintendo's recent promotional videos, especially the E3 and Nintendo World Championship promos. So that leads me to think that Punch-Out is going to have something to do with either uh, Nintendo World Championships or the promos. It's possible that Punch-Out Wii U might be the the final game that they reveal um, as a competition thing. But the interesting thing, I think, about Punch-Out Wii U, we know that Next Level Games was talking, or a guy wrote on his resume, uh, like how much fun it is to be surrounded by Nintendo IP. And I can't imagine him saying that about Punch Out alone. I think what they're going to do is they are going to put in a lot of amiibo functionality for Punch Out Wii U. You scan in amiibos and or amiibo, and you will get to fight that character in a boxing
2: match. You That'd know, be pretty. Like cool. Donkey
0: Kong, Bowser, Wario, maybe Captain Falcon. Um,
2: maybe Captain Toad. Maybe <laughs> Captain Toad. <laughs>
0: um, I don't think that one's so likely, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that that's going to be a big feature for Punch-Out! Wii U, and I think Punch-Out! Wii U is happening also.
2: As a side note to that being a feature of Punch-Out! <laughs> Wii U, thoughts? I think that's, that's pretty likely. I had actually forgotten to put that on my list, but that was one thing. Uh, I had seen some other sites put that on their E3 predictions list, and I thought that actually seemed like a pretty good answer, especially considering how popular Little Mac has been in the Smash Bros. community.
0: Yeah, I mean, He's I think... one of the most
2: commonly played fighters, so.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think, uh, you know, he was one of the most wanted fighters for Smash Wii U, and, I mean, I think after the Punch-Out! Wii revival, uh, I think they want to continue the series, and I think... I Since guess- you're
1: talking Amiibo, though, that leads me to sort of another line of thought. So they have this Mario series of amiibo, amiibo, and the only Mario game that they're used in right now is Mario Party 10. Do we think that they'll use Amiibo in the new Mario game, and how do we think they'll use the Amiibo?
2: I think it's very likely that they will use them, but I'm not really sure how.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like because my mind is so, so locked on thinking of Mario Galaxy 3 or like Mario 3D World 2 or something like that. I mean, unless they do like a really new gameplay style for Mario, I feel like the only way they could use Amiibo is by doing things like... um, either unlocking like themed levels based after a character or doing something like just, you know, finding an extra one up or something in, you know, something like Hyrule Warriors' reward system, you know, get this many star bits or whatever.
1: I could see something kind of like Splatoon where you have challenges based around using specific mm-hmm. characters. Um, I don't know if that Using that the means... characters to play as. Right. Well, I mean, maybe all the characters was, like, will be playa- based on
0: characters. Like we saw Captain Toad has like a Donkey Kong arcade level. Uh, I was thinking something like, like where if you'd scan in the Donkey Kong Amiibo to the new Mario game, you'd unlock a level that's based on the original Donkey Kong. You unlock a level that's based on the original Zelda for link, stuff like that.
1: I don't know that locking exclusive levels behind Amiibo is something that I could really see Nintendo doing in a 3D Mario game. I could see okay. that really pissing off 3D Mario fans. No, but especially I think, if there's a shortage of Amiibo. Yes. Which there will be. Which there, Well, there aren't for the Super Mario series, though.
0: <laughs> Next, I think, and this I think is absolutely happening, I think they are going to uh, announce a new SKU for the Wii U. And I think that the main reason that they're gonna do that, I don't think it's gonna be about a redesign or anything, although maybe they'll have like, you know, extra gamepad battery, something like that. But I think the main reason they're gonna do it is to have a new model with more hardware store, uh, more hard drive storage, because 32 gigabytes is abysmal. They're really pushing digital content hard. They really want people to download games, download DLC, etc. cetera. And with 32 gigabytes, that's becoming more and more impossible to download anything. Uh, we already know Xenoblade Chronicles X alone. If you install the game's content, that's going to take up more. You're going to need an external hard drive just for that. So I think they're going to do a new SKU with more storage, especially as we see, you know, PS4 and Xbox One releasing one terabyte models. That means that the highest amount of storage you can get for Wii U is 3% of its competitors, which is nuts. So yeah. I think, I don't think, I mean, I think 32 gigabytes was beyond stupid in the first place. And I think now that it's three years later and, you know, the amount of storage that people expect in their hardware is increasing so rapidly. I mean, I think it's it's just completely inexcusable to have 32 gigabytes now. And that would also, you know, do well to improve Wii U sales a little bit from
2: people who want to, you know, buy improved hardware, so. I would agree that it's unacceptable for them to have only 32 gig- gigabytes of storage, but I don't agree that they're going to do something about it. Okay. Because <laughs> unlike uh unlike with three DS where you can, you know, give it a bigger screen or slap on some improvements like a better CPU, more buttons, so on and so forth if, it's, if this is just basically a Wii U with a bigger hard drive, you're not going to get too many current Wii U fans to upgrade. If they're the kind of Wii U fan where they're invested enough that they're filling up their hard drive, I think they're much more likely just to go out and buy a bigger external hard drive rather that's than to buy a whole new though, Wii U And console. I think Nintendo realizes that. Yeah, but it's also I mean, a pain to have to try to do a Wii U to Wii U transfer and to buy a whole yeah, new console. Yeah, that's actually totally true. Yeah. And then the other thing is they... You know, they're not making much profit on the Wii U. For a long time, they were losing money on it every time they sold a piece of hardware. And they've just finally turned that around. They're making profit again. So if they're to launch a new model, either A, they're going to have to make it more expensive, which I don't think is a good idea because it's, you know, already not selling very well. So if you try to up the price, that's not going to help. Or B, they're going to just have to, you know, eat the difference in cost, which I don't think is ideal for Nintendo either since they just finally got it to a profitable point.
0: All right. Yeah, fair counter. Um, I guess I'll just have to grumble about that forever. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm, I'm with you on that, though, because I do think that they do need to push digital. I think yeah. with their new architecture supposedly absorbing the Wii U architecture, it will be really important for people to have digital libraries if they want to buy the... or if they want to make sure they have compatibility. Uh, just there's so many reasons why they really need their digital strategy to be working better right now mm-hmm. and not, you know, a few years in the future. Right. But... I'm, I'm with Ben, too, where I don't really see it being fe- feasible from a business standpoint. They're not in the position that Microsoft or Sony is in, where they, first of all, where they have people who are willing to buy replacement hardware. Uh, this isn't, like he said, this isn't a, like, Excel or a new 3DS sort of revision. This would just be a hard drive thing. And anybody who's invested in digital content, again, already has some solution for that.
0: My solution is just delete all the old stuff and pretend that I'll redownload it later and then never actually do. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> we're on that too. And I hate that solution. Uh, it's a terrible one. Yeah. Um Anyway, uh, so two more things I think we're going to get. Um, I think they're going to reveal the the way that Happy Home Designer's Amiibo card scheme is going to work in North America. Uh, whether it's a $40 game to start or it's a free to start game, and you, you know, whatever it is, I think they're going to reveal that model at E3. And I think we're going to get. Mario Kart 8 DLC uh, third pack because I think Mario Kart 8 has just I think I'm not sure that they ever planned to do more than two for Mario Kart 8 But I think that given the extreme success that the DLC has seen and how much it revitalized interest in Mario Kart 8 Turning it turning Mario Kart really into a sort of evergreen game rather than just a release once and done Um, So I think that's what they're gonna do I think they're gonna do another DLC pack and it might be just one cup this time. It might be two again um, but I think we're
2: going to see something there. Two cups plus battle mode, please.
0: Yes, a new battle mode would it. be
2: fantastic. I think
0: one cup plus battle mode is more... Is
2: more like I really hope best that best you're plus, right. But... I, I hope that we get more Mario Kart DLC, and I think it would be a great business move for Nintendo just because of how popular the game's already been and you know how highly really rated and critically acclaimed it all is. They should definitely keep that going. But uh, the, the one thing that makes me kind of disbelieve that it's going to happen is that they've already said Mario Kart's producer... Is in charge of their smartphone division. And they plan to release their first smartphone game this year, and then over the course of the next year or after that, the next year in a few months, actually, release four more. So I, I don't know if that producer will have time to focus on developing five mobile games for the next year and a half, as well as producing Mario Kart, unless they have someone else take over the production of the See, Mario Kart. See, that's the thing. DLC. I know,
0: I agree with you. I think they'll probably have someone else take it over. Yeah. Yeah. Second to last thing here. I think that they are going to come out and I don't think that they're going to really apologize or say, hey, we screwed up, but I do think that they're going to announce a much more concerted effort to keep Amiibo in healthy supply.
1: At E3, they're going to announce this?
0: I think so. I mean, where when else would they do it in just some random Nintendo Direct? I mean, Amiibo has become such a big part of what Nintendo is doing lately We're going to get a bunch of Amiibo. The last Nintendo Direct was basically all Amiibo announcements. So I think we're going to get some big Amiibo news here. And I think that the biggest thing that they could do, and I think that the thing that is probably most important to them right now, because Amiibo sales are getting really limited by the terrible, terrible stock that they have. So I think that it's it's finally time where they're going to say, look, we need to fix this. And I think it's just gotten too... I think it's gotten too much bad press at this point.
2: If this is a big E3 announcement, like you think, I will disagree on them not apologizing. If if they really? announce something about like fixing amiibo shortages, I guarantee you, Iwata will say, uh, please understand. That's not an apology. <laughs> I think he will say, please understand.
0: Please understand. You know, we we didn't expect this. Please understand. But I don't think they're gonna say we're sorry that we that we screwed up so badly and we we're sorry that for the last eight or nine months that we've continued to screw up and continued to say nothing about it and continued to not learn from it
2: i don't think they will say that verbatim no
0: no i don't think they'll say any of that and i don't (laughs) think they'll hint at any of that i think he's just gonna say please understand we underestimated but now we're fixing it." yeah they've
2: they've already they've already released press releases apologizing in the past so i don't see any need to yeah to actually apologize on the e3 stage but i'm anticipating a please
1: understand this will be talked about at E3, but I do not think it will, by any means, be part be of their Nintendo. digital event.
0: Well, no, it might not be part of their digital event. I'm not making all of these predictions for digital or, event.
1: Or, should I say, even part of their actual E3 proceedings. It will come up in interviews, and I bet that's when they'll talk about it.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's very possible. I, I'm i not saying that this is going to be during the event. Um, but finally, th- this is one thing I do think will be either during the event or during the Smash Bros. thing, and this is my final prediction, guys, so you can, you can breathe easy. Um... <laughs> I think that we are going to see Wolf and Roy uh, confirmed to return to Smash Bros. I think we're going to get a trailer either for both of them together or for each of them separately. Um, And I think one newcomer. And I think the only newcomer that I can imagine that would be as, you know, uh, big a reveal as E3 merits would be Ryu. Um, At the same time, I don't think that Ryu is a particularly Sakurai choice for a new character. And so I'm, I'm still kind of skeptical of the rumors because, uh, Sakurai said many times, you know, we don't think that fighting game characters should be in Smash Bros because it's just too obvious what they'll do. They won't be fun. Um, I think we were talking about how Nintendo has, and especially Sakurai, has a big eye for authentically replicating, um, the feel of playing as a certain character from their native game in smash bros especially you know he did it so well with Mega Man, it's great with samus um but but if you think about the way that the mechanics of like jumping and attacking work in street fighter that would be a horrible transition into smash bros it would be a nightmare and so i mean i'm not i'm not saying that ryu is impossible but i for those reasons i don't think that It's something Sakurai would really want to do. Um, And so I have a feeling that the music that we heard about was just, like, a stage song. Like, new music added to Smash Bros. from Capcom because they're working with Capcom with Mega Man.
1: I'm skeptical about Ryu also, but for totally different reasons. And those reasons mostly revolve around Capcom not really playing nice with Nintendo about Street Fighter lately.
0: Yeah. No, Um, and that's that's also completely valid.
1: I think if there's going to be any, like third-party newcomer that's in that sort of category it would probably be snake returning to smash brothers
0: yeah that's that's also um it's a company that they
1: haven't represented in the game already it's a character that's already been in smash brothers and so there are fans of snake and yeah metal gear has not come near a nintendo console outside of that one metal gear solid 3 i'm
0: skeptical of snake only because sakurai said he never even considered snake to be in smash bros 4 so it's not it's not that they thought we'll cut him out. It's that he never even thought of of ever including him in the absence of any
1: of this Ryu talk. I would I would have thought the thing, the same thing about Ryu. So from that perspective, I think he's more likely than Ryu. But that doesn't mean by any means that I think he's actually likely. Given
2: uh-huh. its given its immense early success, I could see inklings being announced for Smash Bros. as well as part of the E3 yeah. I think
0: I think that's totally possible i think inklings are probably something that they want to have in smash bros um
2: plus
1: i think to date we haven't seen a costume represented that wasn't from a franchise that has a rep so
0: there's that right uh i'm thinking and i think that's right i think that's right but i also uh, you know part of me also wonders whether the splatoon costumes mean that inklings won't be happening uh it's i don't know i see i could see it going either way um But I also think that Inklings wouldn't drum up the amount of hype that they would want to do with, like, a newcomer reveal at E3. Because the E3 reveals are always, it was Solid Snake, it's Mega Man, it's um, stuff of that caliber. Um, Maybe not as the
1: sole newcomer that they talk about, but if it's one of maybe two newcomers, that would be another story.
0: You know what would be actually a really big announcement? Hmm. Ridley. (laughs) Really big indeed. Ridley's already in Smash (laughs) Brothers, Colin. Uh, No, he's not. (laughs) I don't think Ridley's happening. That's not. (laughs) That's completely out of the question. We Um, we found this out in the fifty smash facts.
1: He's he's in Smash
0: Bros. Oh my Nintendo! So is
1: Crom. Crom's also in Smash Bros. Oh my god!
0: So is Alfonso. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: Okay, that's it for my predictions. How about you guys? I think I think you guys finished a long time ago. Yeah, I was pretty
2: well exhausted.
0: (laughs) All right. Well then before we sign off i want to let you guys know that our plans for the show next week um because you know next week is e3 and that's uh, that's a lot of work but we're going to be doing two episodes next week uh one on tuesday and one on wednesday uh, those are going to be coming out probably late at night pacific time but uh e3 is crazy busy so we won't have time to edit the audio and make it all smooth so please bear with us on that but we will have impressions from the show floor uh, we'll probably be talking about all you know a bunch of news sprinkled in there um, it won't be nearly as structured as the usual show though because we really have no idea what we're going to be talking about until the day we're actually talking about it so if you want to be sure you're up to date on all of Nintendo's news please be sure to vi- keep visiting gamnesia.com and that you know, that's, that way you'll be able to see everything Also, if you like watching our Nintendo Week clip videos on YouTube, um, I just wanted to let you guys know that this week we are not doing that because there's just so much for E3. So if you're watching this discussion on YouTube um, and you want to hear more about the news, then I suggest you go uh, to iTunes and download the latest episode of Nintendo Week, um, our E3 predictions episode, because then that's where we'll talk about, um, you know, all the news that's come out. There's a ton about Amiibo, about 3DS games coming up. Um, There was the, the Hyrule Warriors leak recently. Um, so you should check that out on iTunes rather than waiting for it to come to YouTube. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening. This is the end of Nintendo Week for today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes or subscribe to us on YouTube at Gamnesia TV for bite-sized discussions from the show, and please head to iTunes to leave us a review. It really helps with visibility, so we greatly appreciate it, especially if you have good things to say instead of bad ones. If you have feedback for Nintendo Week, please send it to Colin at Gamnesia.com, and remember to send in your questions about Nintendo, our show, our show. We love engaging with you guys, and we read them and talk about them here on the show, so it's a great way to get involved. Again, that's Colin at Gamnesia.com, C-O-L-I-N at Gamnesia.com. If you can't wait till next week for more of our stuff, you can head to Gamnesia.com to see more gaming news as it happens. We've got Sony, Microsoft, Indie, you name it, and even plenty of Nintendo news that we didn't have the time to discuss on this week's show. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we hope you have another great week. you're a big fan of mega charizard x be sure to give it give it a check out